Imagine you're cooking dinner. You've got an hour before the hungry horde descends. The steps are simple. Find the ingredients, prepare them per the recipe, put them together as directed, cook, chill, or otherwise transform them and serve. Now, imagine that you have to spend 80% of that time just sourcing the ingredients, then putting them in the prep area, the critical mise en place. You've got to check the fridge, maybe run to the store, or even hit the neighbor up for the proverbial cup of sugar. No time for creativity or special touches. Your diners are hungry, and they now have to settle for hamburger instead of filet mignon. That's the dilemma facing data and analyst teams charged with uncovering business insights cached in terabytes of data. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this podcast series, The Principles of a Cloud Data Strategy, brought to you by Google Cloud. My name is Jim Malone. I'm a senior content strategist with CIO Marketing Services. We're having a series of conversations with select Google Cloud partners focused on data, managing, securing, accessing, and storing, and using that data for better business outcomes. In this session, we're joined by Neve O'Brien, who's the manager of solution architecture at Fivetran. Hi, Neve. Welcome. Delighted you could join us. Tell us a, a little bit about Fivetran. Thanks, Jim. I actually really enjoyed that analogy, but my name is Neva Bryan, as you said. I manage one of the solution architects teams here at Fivetran. Fivetran is all about making access to data as simple and as reliable as electricity. And I'm pretty sure we're going to get into that in, in the, the questions that follow. So I'll leave that teaser for the audience, but let's get into it, Jim. Excellent. Yeah, we're looking forward to hearing how Fivetran streamlines those challenges that we mentioned with a self-healing data pipeline that feeds the need for analytics-ready data, which is really crucial to better business outcomes today. With Google Cloud Platform, Fivetran puts the data you need where you need it, when you need it, no matter what form your data takes. And Neve is here to walk us through the challenges of maintaining the data pipeline, how Fivetran addresses those obstacles, the role Google Cloud plays, and how organizations are using Fivetran to become modern data-driven powerhouses. So Neve, let's get right to some of these questions. What are some of the critical challenges that you're seeing organizations face when they're looking to modernize their data infrastructure? Yeah, it's actually really interesting because I was going to give kind of like the answers that I would have given a, a few years ago, which would have been, you know, like the technology being ready or data skills gaps and, you know, large data volumes, kind of like the traditional challenges that everyone would kind of list off about modernizing their data infrastructure. But I actually think the industry where it is right now is in a very good place from a technology perspective and from a data skills perspective and really what I see as the major challenge is actually resource. Um, resource in the form of both time and people. So if you think about time, most organizations are, are trying to modernize their infrastructure, but not at the pace that they should be. Like data-informed decisions are no longer optional. Um, markets and world events are happening much too quickly, really for people to solely rely on you know, gut decisions or experience-based decisions. So organizations, really need timely and efficient, reliable access to their data in order to actually be able to compete and go cloud first um, and to make the right decisions quickly um, in order to one, 
decisions about modernizing their, their infrastructure, but also just decisions that they need to make for their business. The second challenge is, is really around the people side of things. So as we've seen, like people are now looking for more interesting work. There's a higher bar of fulfillment that people actually seek from their jobs. So organizations that still have like a high amount of maintenance associated with their infrastructure or a lot of admin associated with associated with their infrastructure and um, that maybe haven't started leveraging like managed services like Fivetran or serverless options like BigQuery and GCP, they will really struggle to retain talent and to manage their just business as usual uh, operations efficiently enough to still have time for those more strategic modernization programs that are so necessary for them to be able to compete against their their competitors and really uh, succeed as a business. So honestly, I I, I looked at this question and and gave the default answer. But then when I started to take a step back, I I do really think it's, it's now becoming a resource problem. And it's less about technology or data skills gaps or any of the other challenges that I mentioned at the start. I want to pick up on something that you mentioned, Eve. It's really interesting that we've had these really enhanced expectations from those two constituencies, the end users, you know, the business results, um, and the developers within these communities, you know, they have much higher expectations given the transformation we've seen in the last two years. And that's that's kind of driven the need for this, this kind of real-time decision-making, real-time information. Yeah, absolutely. Um, people really, as I said, have a higher bar for fulfillment in their jobs. They don't really want to be working on problems that have already been solved. You know, if I, if I take obviously like the data pipeline problem, you know, there are millions of Salesforce data pipelines that exist out there. Your data engineers probably aren't terribly interested in just being one of those, uh, a creator of one of those pipelines. Mm-hmm. They probably want to, you know, more focus on the challenges that are unique to your business. You know, as a data engineer, I have joined your business and I would probably prefer to be working on, you know, the KPIs that are relevant to your business because after mm-hmm. all, I've joined your business for a reason. I've made made the decision to join you over any other company. So then why would you go in and try to solve a very generic problem? That's not necessarily going to be super fulfilling. So I find people want to work on unique challenges and challenges that are interesting. And and that's where, you know, managed services can really come in uh, or serverless options can really come in and just take away that work that is honestly just just maintenance and and automation and not not terribly interesting for people or something that people find fulfilling. One of the things that that's kind of made that alternative possible is the cloud. And you mentioned that. We know from our research, cloud adoption is very strong, but folks are at different points on their cloud journey. That's that's for certain. Um, There's a lot of advantages to the cloud, though. Uh, Neve, from your point of view, can you talk about some of those benefits that the cloud offers vis-a-vis data pipeline and, you know, the the uh, everything that comes after that, the analytics, intelligence, et cetera? Yeah, absolutely. I think I'll touch on on the data point as like a, a secondary piece, but I also think what the cloud brings is really that, you know, cost-effective and scalable infrastructure upon which you can then build on your data projects, right? So it's kind of like, you know, what I talk about the cloud is like 
you could have the best data science model in the world, but unless you have it in the cloud where you can scale it to the resources that it needs, it's not going to be valuable to the business. It's like having the best car in the world, but not having the road infrastructure to drive it on. You're not going to get very far, right? So you firstly, you know, having enough resources and the right resources at the right time is what is required as the foundations of any data project. And so that's really what the cloud brings in the first instance. Specifically for data, um, when you move data into the cloud, and you know, I work with a number of different customers across different industries, and it's really about breaking down those silos that exist in your organization. So when you have data sources spread across different areas of your organizations, you have different permissions on each of those solutions. Different people have different access levels. It's highly inefficient if you're actually trying to do analytics across a number of business units. So having the ability to centralize those sources into the cloud, there's enough infrastructure there that you're actually able to analyze across different business units that will actually remove a lot of the bottlenecks and friction points that exist within your organization, not just from a data perspective, but also from a a people and a collaboration um, perspective. And that's really when you start to get properly data-driven is when everyone is singing off the same hymn sheet, Mm -hmm. because ultimately you're using the centralized data sets that are relevant to that use case, and you're all using the same KPIs and the same metrics. And that's where you reduce that friction where whereby I don't have this KPI from this source system and then you have this KPI from another source system uh-huh. and you can't marry them up, you know? So right. if you have an automated, reliable data pipeline that's pumping into a data warehouse where all of your data sits, um, then everyone is is using that that same kind of foundational data layer and everyone is speaking off that same hymn sheet. When we talk about cloud, Neve, I think we have to talk about security. We've seen, you know, that kind of uh, amazing evolution from, uh, you know, four years ago. I'm not sure my data is secure in the cloud to what could be more secure than my data in the cloud. Talk a little bit about that and how that plays into um, your approach at Fivetran to the data pipeline. Yeah, I think you've kind of touched on it there. I think the industry as a whole has now a more mature and nuanced approach to data access. So when, you know, GDPR came in and, you know, other CCPA um, came in, people applied kind of quite what I would say broad strokes approach to their data governance, where they kind of shut down data access. Data access was very limited to a certain number of people and they became very uh, guarded about data and who who had access to that data almost to the point where you know people couldn't actually make decisions and data teams started to become bottlenecks uh, for people trying to make data-driven decisions like ultimately data-driven decisions actually help us provide a better experience to our end users or to our customers so they are necessary so what we really needed was a more nuanced approach to data access security and control and so what we like to say in Fivetran is that it's control without constraint. And what, what do we mean by that? Well, basically, if you actually introduce, like, for example, more granular role-based access control, you can give data teams control and access to what they need and not what they don't need. 
And um, so, for example, if you have, you know, a marketing team and you want to give them access to just, let's say, the marketing data pipelines, you can now do that within Fivetran. There's like team-based access and control, right? So that means instead of saying what used to be the case was no, no one on the, the marketing team can actually have access to, to the data connectors, you know, you know, maybe like five, mm -hmm. 10 years ago, that was a data engineering owned task and only the data engineers could have access to that because there wasn't as granular roles, right? Whereas now, because we can give more granular roles, the data team, the data engineering team now don't have as many concerns about giving access because previously they would have had to give access to everything, which probably would have included, you know, like HR data pipelines, finance data pipelines. But now that they can actually do it on a team level or even a, a connector level in the case of Fivetran, you can actually give the marketing team access to the marketing data sources so that if they want to add a new report or if they want to add a new table, they don't have to go to the data engineering team and necessarily request that. So again, you're making that part frictionless. You're making self-serve actually something that can happen. And really role-based access control is just a really good example of an improvement in the data governance space that is actually, as I said at the start, control without constraint. So you're still mm -hmm. not letting them have access to things they shouldn't have access to, i.e. like HR data pipelines, but they have the access that they need to perform their role without friction. That's interesting, Neve. Let's stick with data access for a, a little bit. What are some of the common obstacles that you see um, folks are encountering in your engagements and, and how are they addressing them? That's a great question. I think there, one of the biggest obstacles is actually just a, a mindset as well. Like I find that, you know, different teams now that I, I talk to um, and across different organizations, are actually really pleasantly surprised by our data governance features and security features, and not just in Fivetran, also you know within our, our data warehouse uh, partners and mm -hmm. the rest of the vendors out there. I think we've had a lot to improve on over the last number of years as, as an industry in this field. Like data governance is probably one of the, the fastest growing in terms of the number of of vendors that are out there and the number of features that are being released. I think if you if you look at the top performing companies in the industry, you know, our roadmaps are heavily focused on data governance and there's a reason for that. It's incredibly important and has traditionally been, I would say, one of the main obstacles to moving to the cloud. But I find now in my conversations, which is very refreshing, is that you know, we're actually leading with talking about data governance now as a, as a cloud uh, vendor. And that's just a really nice position to be in um, as somebody in Fivetran talking about data governance as, as one of our strengths and, and having people really excited about the features that we're releasing in that space. So I think data access is becoming something that we and, you know, to top performing companies are actually leading with as opposed to, to something that uh, is an area that we would need to improve on. You know, creating a, a robust data foundation like this, it's a challenge and, you know, not doing it well or, or or not doing it, that can really impede things like data analytics initiatives. Neve, from your perspective, what should IT and business leaders keep in mind when they're planning a cloud data initiative? Don't run before you can walk. <laughs> I think <laughs> I say that sentence quite a lot. I think there's a lot of excitement about the capabilities of uh, data science and AI and 
what I find when when people or these projects usually fail is because people have rushed into them. Um, what I say to customers, and I think I, I heard a quote um, from another podcast about this, is you should really be able to say with quite a lot of certainty what happened in your business yesterday before you go into predictive analytics. And I think <laughs> a lot of people haven't built that reliable foundational data layer that they can really trust and then they go and try to build a machine learning model on top of that, which is just a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a t- statistic that I always quote, um, which is like 87% of data science projects fail. And m- my analysis of that is, is that's because people do not have that foundational reliable data layer to actually pull from. And so they're starting just from the, the wrong place. And so they need to really walk before they can run and just be aware that they want to start those exciting and interesting data science and AI projects. But you really need to be able to answer the questions of how is my business performing reliably before you can get too excited about jumping into advanced machine learning. Right. Yeah. That, that actually shows up in our research too, that, that failure rate. I think the, Mm. the silver lining there though, is that most folks, you know, that doesn't stop them. They keep trying. It's just that they've spent some cycles on that, you know, that uh, not succeeding the first time. But, um, you know, with with the guidance from folks like you at Fivetran and uh, that's available out there, uh, those initiatives don't go away just because of a, a initial misfire. At least that that's what we see in our research. One of the drivers that we see over and over for cloud adoption, especially in when it comes to data access, data management, data analytics, is the rich services ecosystem that uh, is available through providers like Google Cloud Platform. From your point of view, how can a modern data strategy take advantage of those services in the best way? Absolutely. So that that's really like what Fivetran is all about, right? So we know that there's huge advantages to, to being in the cloud, and that gives customers access to a, a wide variety of different services and different features that they can use, such as, let's say, for example, BigQuery ML that's provided by GCP. But the main challenge is getting the data there in the first instance, right? So what we do at Fivetran is obviously moving the data from those different sources into GCP or into any of the other providers so that you can then as a company take advantage of those. So for example, like I'm sure everyone is familiar with Nando's as a company, you know, they used to actually spend 80% of their time moving data over uh, to actually build their marketing campaigns. And so they only had 20% of their time to go exploring, you know, all of the other services or features offered by GCP uh, in this example. When they started using Fivetran, that 80% actually fell to 20%. So now they have 80% of their data time, data team's time, I should say, to actually be able to spend more time looking into all of those additional features that are offered by GCP or whatever provider that they are with. So what actually um, led to in Nando's case was instead of just focusing on data pipelines and spending all of their time on that, they got to spend more time on engaging marketing campaigns that were actually relevant to the customers that they were sending them to. So a really good example of this was during lockdown, they were able to actually 
spend more time on a targeted campaign that was able to let people know when their local Nando's restaurant would actually reopen after lockdown. So instead of sending a blast email to a number of different customers within a big radius, they were actually able to do a more targeted approach and therefore have a better marketing campaign and provide a better customer experience to their end users. So ultimately, um, at Fivetran, what we're doing is taking away all that manual effort that isn't really value-add and giving you back time to do value-add projects. We've been chatting with Neve O'Brien with Fivetran. Neve, before we sign off, uh, I really want to take advantage of having an expert like you with us to ask you to look ahead and talk about, from your point of view, what's the most exciting development coming to the data space in the next 12 months? Yeah, well, the data space is always an exciting place to be, and uh, mostly because it just there's so many new technologies coming out all of the time. But I think what excites me about being in the data space is the focus on providing the best in class solutions for our end users. So what we do here, for example, at Fivetran is we decided to integrate with, with DBT. We recognized that DBT was a best in class transformation tool. And instead of saying, we want to build our own transformation tool, we said, well, the best thing for the end user is actually just to work on making that integration with a best in class tool as seamless as possible. Um, and so that's what really excites me about the data space, because what we're going to provide then is ultimately a best in class data stack for, for our customers. Another example is our integration with, you know, data observability tools or data governance tools and how we're trying to be really good partners in that modern data stack ecosystem by providing integrations that are seamless for our end users. Because if you think one tool can do them all, um, you're just wrong. I mean, data is a difficult thing to get right. There's data challenges at each part of the data lifecycle. So to be able to offer best-in-class solutions at each part and for Fivetran to integrate with all of those best-in-class solutions is just a really positive thing and something that personally really excites me about the space. Neve O'Brien with Fivetran, thank you so much for your expertise and insights today. Thank you, Jim. Really enjoyed it. And a big thanks to everyone who tuned in to today's episode. In upcoming episodes of the Principles of a Cloud Data Strategy, we'll be talking with more Google Cloud partners about standing up a cloud-based data infrastructure the challenge of data availability, observability, and security, and a modern approach to database management. You can listen to the entire series on Apple Podcasts. And for Google Cloud and CIO Marketing Services, this is Jim Malone saying, thanks everyone for tuning in.
This podcast has been produced by IDG Communications Incorporated, doing business as Foundry, in association with its sponsor, Google.